When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess. For elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. filler the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records my name is Quentin. got my brother travis with me and uh it's christmas eve dude it is christmas yeah you're right dude i didn't even i didn't even realize that merry fucking christmas brother oh thank you thank you 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 as well so this episode's gonna be a little bit different um I guess for for those of you who don't know, usually on this podcast, uh, we pick one album uh, for for an episode, and then we dive into the tracks, pick songs that weren't singles, and uh, share them with you, and kind of talk about why why we love it so much. Um, to round out the year, we decided for our last episode of 2018, what we'd do is 
uh, kind of go through and pick some of our favorite albums of the year. Um, maybe some artists that surprised us uh, and share some of our favorite tunes f- from that record. So it's going to be a music heavy episode. I'm excited about it, dude. Um, and um, yeah, and then we'll get back into Radiohead at the start of 2019. Um, so let's just get right into it, man. Um, a lot of the artists that I chose, a few of them were actually artists that I covered, um, as what you heard from previous episodes. Um, so I'll kind of reference the episode that that was on. If you want to, you know, go back and listen to another track, uh, from that, you can dive back and listen to some of our older episodes. Um, let's start with you, Trev. Oh, actually, you know what, dude, my bad. Let me, uh, mentioned the artist that that our intro clip was from um that's a band based out of houston um named krongbin did you ever get into them dude never even heard of him until you mentioned them uh yesterday or the day before i think well i won't go into it too much because they're actually one of my picks for uh for you know one of my favorite albums that came out this year but they just released a uh a little single um, it was limited release press on like green vinyl. Uh, they did their own version of Vince Guaraldi's, uh, Christmas time is here. Now, uh, is it a Christmas album or did they do only no, no, uh, no. stuff it, from that? No, it was just, it was just those two songs. Oh, okay. It's just, it, so, uh, side a, it's two different versions. They released, uh, two different versions of the same song, basically. Um, and <laughs> the B side is called Virgin Mary. <laughs> Virgin Times here. Virgin Mary. That's yeah. clever. 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 Um anyways, dude. Um let's start with you. Okay, so not all of my picks uh are gonna be previous what you heards, but uh this one this one is. So episode five, going way back. Uh I talked about this this uh show, this Netflix show that I was watching at the time called the end of the fucking world and this uh sound this what was episode five why don't you share with our listeners what artists we covered on that episode brother so episode five was our Tosca episode that was my that was my uh my what you heard for that week and uh what i like about this this show and i think i mentioned this but this was such a long time ago that i might as well kind of uh remind you if you haven't seen this show, have you seen this show? I still haven't seen it. Um, still haven't seen it. Yeah, definitely worth a watch, man. It's great. Uh, it's a UK show, and it takes a lot of influence from uh, American uh, uh, cinema, Hollywood. So, um, what's great, and so with that comes, you know, blues and uh, you know, doo wop and like that 60s era um, American rock and blues kind of soul influence. That kind of music runs throughout the entire show. And Graham Coxon, who did the soundtrack, as in Graham Coxon of uh, Blur fame, right? Everybody remembers mm-hmm. Blur from the 90s, right? So this guy was the, uh, the guitar player for Blur. So anyway, um, he sort of... Basically what he said is he, he heard a couple of tracks that were going to be featured on the show and saw a couple of scenes and then just started uh, writing music for it. And 
the result is this like just really I mean it's standalone great uh, album you know it's not it's it's songs with with you know words you know lyrics it's not a score per se I mean there are a couple of instrumental tracks but you could you could go and purchase this um, purchase this album and just play it without ever having watched the show and, and it's a great great album uh, just you know on its own so anyway uh, the track I played on episode five was called In My Room. And it has a very, very different feeling than the song that I'm going to play today. And uh, let me just, I, I thought of this the other day, and I think it i think it works well as a way to describe this album. I feel like it, it almost, it sounds like a, a mashup between a Wes Anderson soundtrack and a Quentin Tarantino soundtrack. All right. So this song is called Lucifer's Behind Me. It's like that Spanish influence, yeah, surf rock kind of stuff, right? Exactly. But um, again, if you if you so know, who's singing in that? That's Graham Coxon. Really? Yeah, man, you're you're right, dude. It sounded nothing like the other one you you played for us, right? Um, from the soundtrack, yeah. that was great. Yeah, it's awesome, man. But yeah, there's 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 you know tracks like that sprinkled throughout. There's tracks like the other one, but I mean, for the most part, they are it, it is a consistent like. Um, that 60s kind of you know it's got 60s that that's just what you think when you put this this album on and it's perfect for the show and again man you got to watch the show it's 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 fucking great man it's, it's I'll give it a whirl yeah it's it's uh it's a dark comedy dude maybe we should uh just without any reference just continue to throw in home alone ref, uh home alone quotes like I just did just throughout this whole episode okay dude that went right over my head <laughs> but uh <laughs> Now I now I uh, now I see what you did there. All right, well this is perfect, dude. This is a good transition into the the artist I'm going to cover next. Uh, again, Krongbin. Uh, her little taste of their their cover of Christmas Time is here. 
Uh, again, they're a trio based out of Houston. Man, th they're just so fucking cool, dude. If you ever get a chance to see them live, they just own it. And so they pull uh, influence from uh, 1960s Thai funk, specifically like Thai music. Interesting. Um, and they just have so yeah, and, and that's specifically on their first album, um, which oh, I don't know how how long ago it came. They only have two albums out. Um, you know, I won't go into details there, but uh, they have a really cool mix of like soul, like uh, some surf rock, psychedelic, and funk. Um, their album that came out in January of this year called uh, Con Todo el Mundo. They are. They kind of pull influences from uh, India. It's more of like a Middle Eastern flair, um, you know, f funky and soul stuff. It's so good, dude. A lot of most of it's instrumental. Um, there's a few tracks on there where they do more of like a spoken word thing. Um, there's really not too much actual singing on the album. Um, but one of my favorite songs on the record is track seven. Uh, and I'm just going to play the whole song, dude. It's it's four minutes. It's kind of lengthy, but you just got to listen to the whole thing to, to really enjoy it. So this song is called Evan Finds the Third Room.
great, man. Really uh, funky, but really like original too. Like if I mean if that's if that's kind of the 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 norm of of like Thai funk music. I mean that's that's awesome. Yeah, I know it made me think. So specifically, it says like if you read about it about their influences, they pulled from Thai funk cassettes is what it says in, in a lot of uh, a lot of articles on them. So, you know, I, I don't know who, you know, who's, who joined the band first, you know, how long they've been, they've known each other, uh, you know, or, or who decided to, to go that route. But yeah, they just, they just stumbled upon some cassettes uh, in Thailand maybe and, uh, you know, fell in love with the style and then just kind of went with it. The rest of the album... It, you like the his guitar playing shines through even more like throughout throughout the rest of the album this one is definitely more of just a a groove song you know it's kind of repetitive um but like he's basically just shredding licks throughout the re- the whole record like uh his his riffs are are really awesome yeah i like the um like the spoken word stuff toward the end there yeah man really good stuff you uh, you'd like pretty much anything from these from these guys all right, what do you got for us, brother? So, so I tried to I tried to pick you know a little bit of. It was hard to narrow this down to five. Also, I realized that I really didn't listen to. I didn't listen to very many new songs in 2018. I listened to a lot. Yeah, of, see, you know that's what I was worried about when when I was you know thinking the songs for the yeah for this episode. But yeah, I I, I found enough. I didn't, I didn't realize, you know, like I would just go to an artist that I really like and and check and see if they had any like singles or anything that came out this year. Yeah. Um, right. Kind of went that route for some of them. Right. But uh, so anyway, that's neither here nor there. OK, so uh, it wouldn't be a a recap for me, a 2018 in review list if I didn't have some metal on here. Right. Oh, dude, I was so hoping to hear some metal today. Well, you're gonna hear From some. You. Seriously, you're gonna hear some doom metal. Um, so this group, uh, I admit I don't know too much about them, other than um, I know that they are sort of this legendary um, cult following uh, doom metal band, uh, and they go back to '96. So they've been doing this for a very long time, um, and they they had a 10-year uh, run, and then they took a break. Not sure what the break was for, but two years later, they, they reformed, and they've been sort of uh, releasing material on and off since then. So this album actually uh, made Decibel Magazine's uh, best album of the year. So Decibel is this metal uh, magazine, and... Um, it's a pretty safe bet that whatever they pick for, for their best album is, is going to be rock solid. And, um, this is definitely the case for this, for this album. But, uh, what I like about these guys is that like, you know, do metal is, is more known for kind of the slower paced, like, uh, more, let me, let me just read a, um, decibels review. I, I'm going to take a couple of lines from, from, from their review for this album. Cause it, I think it describes this album perfectly and it does a really good job describing doom metal in general. So, uh, here we go. Vocalist, guitarist Michael Scheidt's spirit is deeply entwined with 
Yob's elemental doom. When his soul aches, his riffs dredge pain from a bottomless sludge pit. But Yob's albums... Oh my God. Dude, fucking read me. But Yob's albums mostly unfold like a storm rolling over their neighboring Willamette forest. The trees can only surrender to the tempest. Under dark skies, the gales may bend the branches. But once the storm passes... Soft moss and dormant flowers sprout from the rain. I mean, yes, it's a little bit, um, good lord, kind of poetic and stuff, right? But I mean, I mean, look, I mean, that you know, we, we talk about what we, what we, uh, what kind of visuals and stuff we think of when we listen to music, right? We do it all the time. It's really well written, dude. It is well written. That's why I wanted to say it. Um, but I think it does a great job. I really job. hope that when I listen to this, let me tell you, dude, you're gonna get, you're gonna be like, I damn, get transported to this to this forest, dude. You are. You're gonna say, shit. It's like a fucking storm passing over a forest. <laughs> All right, just but no. Let me just comment real quick. So, uh, you know what he's saying is like, you know, doom is 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 sort of like. I understand what he means by like a slow moving storm. It's kind of rolling over, you know, it's like dark. Yeah, it's slow, but it's also like at the same time has like elements of like of some beauty. Right. And you're going to hear that in, in his vocals on this track and, and just the song structure and everything. This is this is a solid intro to doom metal. Uh, if you've never really if you've heard the term and then not really, you know, tried it out before. Uh, I think this track uh, is a good example of of what doom metal is. So this song is called A Blaze, and it was on Yab's uh, 2018 release, Our Raw Heart.
Hmm. <laughs> what are your thoughts, man? I'm always interested to hear your thoughts on metal. Uh, and I'm going to say like I, what I always say, dude. I appreciate it. <laughs> I really can't okay. get into it, man. I can't. Uh, all right. You got to tell, you got to, you got to start explaining. You got to start explaining yourself. Dude. Because, <laughs> I, uh, dude, my explanations always fall apart because, I mean, to, okay. you know, okay. if you don't, I'm just, I don't I'm, know. I just, I'm disheartened. I man. appreciate what they're doing with, with, <sighs> with the beats and with the beats. I like what they're doing <laughs> with the beats. Well, uh, all I'm saying, uh, my point is, dude, like, I don't know. For one, I don't know the difference between do metal and, okay, you know, all the other metals. That's fine. Um, you don't have to know the his difference. Voice, just what, what you know. I don't know. Do, I don't okay, know let me let me just ask you. It. Let me just ask you one thing, because this is. I think this is this will tell tell us everything we need to know. Did the song make you feel anything? Not a thing. Oh my god. Not a thing, dude. Well, then, yeah, I don't know. Metal is just not for you, man. Because how are you not? Uh, that's I'm I'm blown away by that. I mean, I almost want to read the lyrics because they're probably just about as cheesy as I imagine they are. Oh my god! All right, drink from the goblet. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I don't think I played enough Dungeons and Dragons, dude. To get into it. Is it not always? Are all the lyrics... Are all lyrics about Satanism? Lucifer's hoof? Look, man. Metal is... Uh, is... A... A... Outlet for exploring the darker themes of fucking life and shit man yeah i get it i said the same thing on our black our, on the black sabbath episode dude and like choosing the black sabbath track uh you know as as the first song for that for that album for the black sabbath right album. yeah those sure, lyrics sure. are just too much man yeah well i mean that's the thing you, you either you're either compelled by that or, or you're not so I will say I'm I'm always a fan of the guttural like I can't do it man but like <laughs> I always <laughs> always appreciate that and I was hoping that 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 this song would have some of it and it did and it, it made me yeah well so I I tend to like the the metal that 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 isn't nothing but the guttural uh you know vocals but I like it you know thrown in every once in a while I think it does add something to the song but anyway we're gonna move right along because. I mean, I, I I've got say, nothing like, else to say to you about this. I think I appreciate uh, more like melodic grindcore. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? No, I'm I'm quoting from uh, that Mike Judge film extract. Oh yeah, <laughs> the guy. Yeah, that's right, band. dude. Yeah, we're, it's like we're we're called God's cock. It's pronounced God's cock. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. All right, fuck. Sorry. All right, okay, man. Fine. So, we'll just fucking move along. Yeah. Yeah. You fucking. You've killed my spirit. I'm dude. sorry, dude. You know what? Let me say this. I. It makes me happy that 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 song makes you happy. Okay. <laughs> so there's that. All right. That's I'm happy fine. for you. Let's just let's just move along, dude. I'm struggling with what to do next here. I mean, actually, you know what? Let's just pull a 180, and I'm gonna play. You no, know, I featured. Well, I'm not gonna say. So, um, 
Remember the the uh, singer songwriter Haley Heindrich. Remember when I had uh, struggles pronouncing that last name on our episode seven? There's an X in there. Haley Heindrichs. X is at the end. Sounds uh, she's uh, a German. She's from Portland, um, and she's uh, just a like a folk, you know, singer songwriter. Uh, she has really pretty like. A really pretty finger style, uh, like her her picking technique, is really interesting. Um, on our Kings of Convenience episode, uh, I played a, the first track on her um, debut EP. Well, it wasn't her debut one, um, but her like her first full length, uh, which came out in March of this year. Uh, it's called "I Need to Start a Garden." Um, her first track was called "No Face." Did I already say "No Face"? Did I already say that? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, well, okay, let me see that part again. Um, her first full length came out in March of this year. Uh, it's called I Need to Start a Garden. Um, and I'm going to play the second track on that for today. Um, and yeah, dude, let, let's pull a 180. Let's, let's, let's back off of that. Dude, yeah, there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of 180s because my, my tracks are all over the place. Uh, yeah, I was hoping for that today. All right, so here is uh, track two on Haley Heinrich's um, album, I Need to Start a Garden. The song is called The Bug Collector.
Yeah, I, I fucking love that, man. It's gorgeous. She's yeah. doing things. She's she's doing things um, that remind me of of uh, parts and, and and transitions and stuff that the Kings of Convenience boys. Yes, uh, do I was thinking their, that too. Yeah, and, and you know, you know, she threw in the that I guess it was a trumpet or something. Yep. And just her her vocals are just uh, gorgeous, man. Beautiful. Yeah, um, I really like her lyrics too. Um, that's something I always appreciate is, uh, clever, you know, witty. Um, Uh it's like, it's like vulnerable, but like confident at the same time, you know, like to, to write lyrics like this. Um, my favorite is verse two. Um, she says, and there's a praying mantis prancing on your bathtub and you swear it's a priest from a past life out to get you. Yeah. I, 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 I definitely, uh, was was paying attention to that as well. I, I love that. Yeah. I love that, man. That's just that's yeah. great. But th- let's nerd out for a second, man. Like this is what this is what I love about music. Dude. We just went from doom metal to this <laughs> and bo- okay, both songs I, you know, would say uh moved me. Yeah. I know that you weren't really moved by the the metal song, but both songs what what got me was the vocals in both of them. And like that you know that track from Yob is an example of of how like you know emotional vocals can be thrown into a, a metal song. Uh, you know, metal's not all about you know the the grunting and the and the guttural you know screams and stuff. Like you can have really moving vocal work in a metal track, and then and then the next song we play is is from Haley Hendrix here, and, and obviously beautiful. Uh, gorgeous vocal work from her too so you know that's what I love about music man yeah that's what it comes down to man I feel like we've said that so many times on on past episodes and just being able to discover new music all all the time man like like we're all we're just this is all we're we're pulling from from brand new stuff you know I mean brand new from this year you know and this time next year we're going to be doing it again with all the stuff we heard in 2019 yeah that's right so let's move on brother what you got okay so uh this this is going to um sound very familiar because we talked about this in a very recent episode uh this was my what you heard for episode 23 uh when we talked about talk talking heads this was that instrumental jam session type album that unknown mortal orchestra put out uh, called IC-01 Hanoi Hanoi being uh, the city that they recorded this this album in it's in in Vietnam but anyway you know since we talked about this pretty recently I'm not going to go too far into it other than just to kind of uh, remind you that this is sort of like experimental like jazz uh, jazz rock type stuff like fusion almost um, but it's very reminiscent of um, some mild Miles Davis type stuff uh, Bitches Brew you know so yeah the track I played on the What You Heard a couple weeks back was uh, Hanoi 2 but it didn't feature the um, the saxophone and I wanted to make sure that uh, that I represented that so because that's what's cool about this this album he's got his dad on the saxophone, um, Ruben Nielsen, which is the, uh, you know, singer 
front man for on an immortal orchestra but anyway so let's just play it this is uh this is hanoi 6 uh here we go
And that's my favorite kind of jazz, dude. Just yeah, that moody, too. moody jazz. And was that yeah, a didgeridoo absolutely. that I heard? It's possible. No, not didgeridoo. Hang on, not didgeridoo. Uh, What's the name of that? It's that mouth harp uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's called mouth harp, actually. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, actually, I think that's. that's I appreciated the, um, that they threw that in there. That is um, this guy. Well, that's that's one of the cool things about this album. They they uh, had this local musician, um, this famous, well known Vietnamese musician. Uh, that that's probably what he was playing. It's called a. Uh, a so so truck is how it's pronounced, but it's a small flute found in Vietnam. My guess is that's that's what that was. Maybe that was great. So, I loved it. Yeah. Um, what I like about that is, like, you can tell that's you could tell that was a jam session, right? Like that that yeah that is a jam session recorded, right? Like yep, because you know it's very very um, repetitive. Um, but what I like about it is like the way that that uh, Chris Nielsen, again his father who was playing the saxophone, you know he he sort of introduced the saxophone sort of uh, earlier in in, in that, I liked that in that track, but like it was more and in the was, background, sort of yeah, like this background that. piece that you just kind of heard, you just kind of heard like a little uh, tease almost of it, and then he kind of stepped in and, and took the solo. Uh, but man, yeah. yeah just great jazz, right? Like when I heard that and you know, I know we don't like to do singles on, on this uh, podcast, but that is the only single from this album. Uh, but it's, it's nine minutes, almost 10 minutes long. It's the longest track on the record, but you know, it just, it's, it feels like what it is, which is a jam session. You know, that's why it's 10 minutes long. You know, it's just, these guys are just working that, that, that groove and that melody, you know, it's just, yeah, it, do, it's awesome, it does man. have some, some bitches brew vibes for sure. Definitely. Definitely. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I was, this is definitely one of those albums that, uh, that, that uh, caught my, my interest this year and let, that I kept playing over and over again because it was just so out of, out of left field, you know, like unknown mortal orchestra is very, very well known for their sort of um, their uh, psychedelic kind of throwback uh, vibes. And so when they put out, and this is definitely psychedelic. Like I would describe that as a psychedelic, um, sort of dreamy jazz type stuff, right? But yeah, yeah, it's not definitely. something you would expect to to hear from them because it's it's instrumental and it's a it's a jam set. And I just love that uh, that a band is is still doing that, going into a studio, doing a jam session, and then releasing it. Like I just I love that. All right, so let's move on to your next pick, Q. All right, so. Um, I don't know if your NPR airs um, Q. Have you heard of Q? I'm talking to Q right now. You're, t- you're talking to Q. But have you actually heard uh, the radio show? No, I have not. It's great, man. It's um, it's a guy that interviews artists, you know, whether it's music, TV, you know, theater. Um, kind of, you know, the, it's an interview show, and, and they always get pretty in-depth, uh, you know, about either like an album process or, you know, stuff that the artist was going through or whatever. Uh, and then they'll always do um, kind of a live performance in the studio. I don't know about always, you know, depending on who, who his guest is, but he, uh, I think it was just this past month um, or maybe late November. Uh, he interviewed a um, artist who, well, let's see. 
he interviewed an artist named Chloe Charles, uh, who actually goes by Eklo now. So she just kind of moved the letters around in, in her first name, Chloe. Um, she kind of rebirthed herself, <laughs> I guess, if I can use that term, as an artist uh, just this past year. Um, she's actually pretty damn popular. Like, she... she um, kind of climb the ranks in like the um the jazz uh like vocal scene um and then just kind of got burnt out and she kind of got you know really candid and like vulnerable um talking about you know just the struggles of being a, a, a you know famous musician and decided to kind of just completely you know start from scratch so so she ditched her her Chloe Charles um, name just, you know, because with, with that came, you know, all the, all the struggles and, and all that. And now she goes by Eklo and just wrote an entire album um, kind of with songs about, you know, the, the depression and, and the, and the struggles and kind of moving forward. Um, and the album's all over the place. It's, it's, it's a really, really impressive um Album. I think it's only like six or seven songs. Um, the album's called Echo Location, and I mean, like from track to track, it, it you know there's just some some good classic like soulful jazz kind of songs, and then there's more like dance uh, kind of like beat heavy songs. Um, the song I'm gonna share is track two. Uh, it's just a really really good like soulful like them them the musicians that play with her are just phenomenal. Uh, this song is called Got Me Drinkin'.
I just want to say how amazing is that drum fill, dude? <laughs> right. I know. I think man. that's. Let, let's just say that that's that's my favorite uh, favorite drum fill of 2018, right there. Dude, I mean, yeah, I, I was, the, I was the awesome. shit he was doing on that, dude. You know, we, I talk about the finessing the hi hat. He finessed yeah, no the kidding. shit out of that hi hat, brother. Yeah, dude, definitely. With those accent notes and like, double and tripling up on the hi hat. Yeah, dude. Honestly, that uh, his drum work is what like. There was, was a thing I remembered about the song and like made me want to like listen yeah. to more of the album, honestly. Um, right. That and of course her vocals are, are beautiful. Uh, a lot of the lyrics throughout the song are, uh, you know, again, they, they tackle like depression and, um, you know, fighting that kind of stuff. And um, it's great, man. It's, it's a really impressive. Uh, I mean, I say I'd say debut, but she's been, you know, Chloe Charles has released albums for years now. But, you know, this is her her new her new thing you know it's it's great it's really I'm, I'm really excited to hear more stuff from her um and this is a brand new album it just came out in, in november so yeah so you know i don't know i mean this is obviously by accident but there's there's actually a lot of sort of um soulful and like funky type stuff on this episode here uh, yeah and a lot of uh female vocals too like i didn't even yeah i didn't even do that on purpose <laughs> Right. So speaking of which, perfect segue uh, for for my next pick, which is Mr. Twin Sister. One of my favorite yes. groups um, to, to come out in the, over the last few years. I've been I guess we both have, have sort of have been following them since almost the beginning. Um, we saw them. I can't remember the year, but it was we, we saw them open for the morning benders maybe back in 2010. Um, and so, yeah, eight years ago, which is nutty to think about. <laughs> um, that's nuts, dude. But, but yeah, uh, twins, of course they were called just twin sister back then. They changed their right. name to Mr. Twin sister. And we're going to do an episode on, on them at some point and we can go into sort of the story behind that. But, um, I was blown away by them back then. And every, every piece of music that they put out, um, it's just, it's one of those bands that like, you know, I have to stop what I'm doing and listen, listen to the new track, you know, whenever they, they put something new out there. Yeah. Uh, but to, to me, these guys are the most, um, like, uh, like genuine, like an authentic talent, you know what I mean? As far as, right. um, it's just, the, these guys are such accomplished musicians and when they, when they get together and make music, it's just, it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of disco, um, influenced sort of psychedelic almost. It's a lot of dreamy, dreamy type, um, dreamy, poppy disco, funky, uh, jazzy sort of influence. And, you know, they've also kind of flirted with electronic stuff too. So like they're, they're kind of, um, they have a lot of their songs vary in, in, in sound and stuff, but it's all very like cohesive. Like there's, and there's also, there's no mistaking her, her voice, right? She's got one of the most unique yeah. Uh, yeah, I love voices, voice. I think to, to, to come out in a long time. So anyway, uh, this, this is a single that came out um, with, it, it was a, just a, a two track single that they put out a few months back uh, called, uh, the power of two 
with side A and Echo Arms with side B, I believe. So anyway, this this song is called Echo Arms.
Yeah, dude, that's that's some good disco, man. Good I disco just love tunes. it, man. I love it so much. But yeah, so um, yeah, again, so it's sort of this dreamy sort of disco type stuff, right? Um, and that's kind of that's sort of the main uh, genre, I guess, that you could throw them under. But but um, man, I, I just love the way that they that they compose and, and structure their songs, you know? All right. So yeah. Anyway, um, again, so the, the vocalist, her name is Andrea Estella. And, uh, I think she's probably my favorite, one of my favorite vocalists, um, of all time. I'm, I'm just going to put that out there. Um, I would, I would, I would put her up against anybody, dude. I just love it. So anyway, um, that's that man. So that's, that's, uh, again, that's Mr. Twin sister. And uh, that song was called Echo Arms. So, um, Q, we're, we're getting down to our last. You got two more. I got one more. So let's let's yep. let's hear your next pick. Yeah. So uh, moving on with the, with the female singers, man. Uh, oh. Courtney Barnett. Just I just got into her in the last couple of years. Um, did you ever give her a good listen, man? Uh, no. You should. Uh, as far as vocals go, like I, she's kind of more like, like it's not about her voice; it's about her lyrics. She's another one of those really clever, um, you know, really smart lyricist. Um, and I love her style of music. It's it's kind of it, it's almost grungy. Um, I, I don't know how to describe it, but it, she just came out with an album in May uh, called "Tell Me How You Really Feel." Um, and actually, you know what, dude? I would put her in like the Bob Dylan category as far as like lyrics and like kind of how like it kind of rambles on like the her style um, and how and you know in her lyrics. Okay. Um, right. I'm gonna play the opening track uh, on this album. It is called Hopefulness.
yeah, I guess I can kind of see. Did, you, you said grunge. Was that her describing the way she looks, or? Uh, <laughs> I mean, yes, she wears a lot of plaid, but I'm talking more about the 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 music, like the her music. Yeah, okay, yeah, Th- that's what I was checking. Because yeah, I agree. The guitar, the guitar playing was sort of sort of had that. Um, it, yeah, yeah, it did have it, an, it, like a '90s, not not yep. necessarily. But yeah, maybe grunge. But yeah, no, yeah. A, a lot of her, a lot of her songs are in that, in that, yeah, have, have those vibes, you know. Um, but I thought that was a really cool opener for, a, for an album. I like the kind of stripped down, like the the bare minimum drum is, in that uh, song. It's really, it's almost just snare and bass, um, you know, and some and some toms. But uh, is it mostly sort of um, more mellow stuff like no. that, or? No, no, okay. I, I love everything that she she does. It's worth listening to, man. Um, and she really hasn't been around for too long. Um, so um, yeah, I'm excited to see what what she does next, dude. She's actually born in '87, man. She's our age. All right, man. What you got for us? Okay, so my last track. Um, so I, I wanted to sort of represent. Uh, this style of music because I would say if I if I were to look back and and uh, pick one genre or or sound or whatever that I probably listen to the most it would be uh, this more sort of lo-fi um, ambient electronic um, sort of uh, boards of Canada-esque um, hypnagogic type electronic music right so oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know much about this uh, this artist. I think it's actually two electronic producers based on... They, they don't have a, a website. They don't have a Wikipedia page. Uh, but they, they go by Yamino. And um, based off their band camp, sounds like it's two producers, uh, Gerald and Henry. That's all I know. I don't know last names or anything. Uh, but they started back in 2001 and they are based out of London and um, they put out a new a new album this year which um, which you know their last one came out 2013 before that and um, well, well, the funny thing is the, the album that I've been listening to the most this year is actually their very first album it came out in 2003 called The Evolution of Bulbous and the Polymorphic Nightmare. Hmm. Uh, so it's got a lot of cool stuff on it. But I'm like I said, I'm glad that they came out with a, a, an album this year because I wanted to, to represent them on this episode. Um, so anyway, this album is called Aang. A-E-N-G. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. But Aang. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm going to play a track here called Cartoon.
good stuff i'm all about that all about it yeah yeah i love it man so that's the kind of stuff that i that i code to um it's just perfect background music really good for you know focusing on something or just you know like i said perfect for working really uh, yeah. but yeah um yeah that's just a good just a good um sort of example of that more you know the phrase ambient electronic music um usually uh accompanies something like this but ambient i guess the only reason ambient is used is because it's more uh, laid back it's electronic like music as opposed to like yeah but you know when you think of ambient you may think of like the sounds of nature uh sort of like world music you know but that's usually not usually when i think of I think, ambient music it's music that doesn't have a beat right so i guess ambient electronic is um uh, going to be more laid back electronic music that still has a, a beat right but uh yeah it, you know we've we've played some music like this before i think on the podcast but anyway oh, yeah. if i were to sum up 2018 with with a type of music that i've been listening to uh it would be that type of music so that's why it got the number one slot what a segue because uh well um i mean if i okay you know this already brother what's the music i've been listening to most this year psychedelic rock that is correct sir yeah by far the favorite band that I've discovered over the past year uh, in the psych rock category would be a band called Wand. Um, mm. I mm-hmm. had them as a what you heard for our uh, our Foo, Foo Fighters, Fighters I believe, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I played a song called Lower Order. Um, I actually played a KEXP. Uh, it was, I played a live clip from a KEXP uh, performance. Uh, that's an album called a Th- 1000 days came out in 2015. Uh, they just released an EP this year, uh, back in May called perfume. Um, it's got like five or six tracks on it. Um, dude, I'm, so I'm just going to play the whole song. I, I love everything that these guys are doing. Uh, they're also really prolific, man. They, they usually release, uh, you know, a few EPs and some singles throughout each year. Uh, and, you know, they're, always, they're just always cranking out tunes. So uh, this is track three on their Perfume EP. It is called The Gift. <laughs>
close out the episode, man. Yeah. Good stuff, man. I feel like the first Wand song that I heard was almost like heavy metal. Yes. Um, uh, they have an album called Gollum. Uh, that yes. It's yes. way more, way heavier. Um, That's right. Yeah. There's a song called Floating Head that I'm, yes. that I'm familiar with that, that has, a, has some heavy metal in it, you know? Yeah. They, they changed their sound a lot. Um, but that's what's cool about it. It's 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 all sort of psychedelic, right? They've mostly been psychedelic. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what they. That's but what they, they sort of incorporated. Yeah, they incorporated these different sounds into it. Yeah, it's it's good stuff, dude. Um, I love the drummer too. I I love everything that he does behind the kit. Um, yeah, that's Wand. And uh, yeah, that's that's our each each throughout uh, five songs that we from artists that we really enjoyed this past year. And this is going to be the last episode of the year, dude. Yeah, man. Um, it's, it's been, uh, it's been a year of laughs and good music. Yeah, man. A full year of, uh, no filler. So next year at the top of the pops, we're going to cover kid A's, uh, amnesiac, right? That's right. I'm ready, man. I'm ready to get. I, I'm ready for Hail to the Thief, dude. I'm I'm ready to get into that. Um, that's uh, yeah, that's my favorite. That's probably my favorite Radiohead album. Mo- mostly because I'm. That's the one I'm least familiar with, honestly. Well, uh, that's you're you're in for you're in for treats. As, but uh, but Amnesiac's one of my favorites too. So it's gonna be a doozy. Um, so again, wanted to wrap up the year. Just uh, going back, listening to some some songs that that we enjoyed this year. Um, we'll throw all the tracks up on our website in the show notes for this episode. Uh, so that's nofillerpodcast.com. Um, I think I'm going to throw a link into that Q interview with Eclo too. Um, and uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us this 2018. Thank you to everyone who's been. Uh, keeping up with us this year um you know for for our dear listeners uh, we might i think we might have two now at least two two solid listeners we got at least we have at least two yeah and that's gonna do it for us in 2018 my name is quentin my name is travis see y'all next year
92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 